Welcome into Better in Green. We have week two of the NFL. We had a crazy Monday night game last night. Um, Ethan, glad to have you here. What are your thoughts on the last night's Monday night game? The most important thing, Aaron Rodgers, four plays this year for the Jets. Torn Achilles, looks like he's out for the year, possibly career. Uh, Josh Allen sucks still, and the Jets get the win. But what are your thoughts on that game and thoughts on Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, honestly, pretty bummed to see Rodgers go down. Um, the only good thing about it is I do have a pretty big play on Dallas Cowboys over nine and a half wins on the year. So they do have the Jets next week or this upcoming week. Um, so I like it for that reason. But um, as I've let you know, last year I have been pretty profitable profitable betting Aaron Rodgers uh, during his career. So was hoping for another year with Rodgers, but obviously we aren't going to get it. Um but four plays for $90 million, not so bad on uh, Rogers' part there. So the Jets got screwed. Um, yeah, I I feel bad for, like, Lazard and Cobb and uh, some of the younger guys. It's like, how do you get up and go to work right. the next day? Uh, you know, you had this big season planned and uh, fell apart from the top. But, yeah, um, they still got the win, though. So, I mean, I guess that, that helps them. But, yeah, like you said, Josh Allen sucks. Uh, this is the first time I'm kind of falling off Buffalo. I think I know overreaction week, week two, uh, and this is probably going to be an overreaction, but I'm just, I was really hoping to see Josh Allen stop playing hero ball. He didn't, uh, he hasn't changed a bit. Uh, the offense sucks. Like honestly, outside of him and Stefan Diggs, they don't have anybody. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think the bills could be in some trouble. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would, I'm a, Josh Allen fan. I love Josh Allen. I, I kind of like the Bills. Um, he is on my fantasy team as well, my big boy league. So, yeah, not great and very disappointing. I think he had three interceptions and then that fumble um, late in the fourth. But those two of those picks were terrible. They're, he just launched it up deep. Um, no no purpose behind those throws. He honestly was just closing his eyes and trying to get lucky. And that's, that's just not what you want to do. If you're a solid team in the NFL, you don't do that. Now, if you're the Texans or the – um, the Panthers or the Cardinals, sure, throw a bunch of deep bombs. I don't really care because that's all you have going for you. But not when you're a, a full team like um, Buffalo should be. And like you said, they, they did not look great on offense. James Cook got a lot more touches than I thought, which is probably good for some fantasy owners. But, yeah, Diggs is a beast. Gabe Davis sucks. Um, Kincaid and Dawson Knox are fine. But, yeah, Josh Allen sucked. Three picks, and that fumble was just terrible in the in the fourth quarter. A terrible way to respond. Um, to the Jets tying that game up. Um, the Jets ultimately got that uh, field goal at the end of the game. Then the Bills marched down, hit the thing off the upright. Crazy, crazy um, field goal to, to tie it at the end of regula regulation. My buddy did have the overtime prop. He throws a bunch of these stupid 1,100 bets, and they always seem to hit. He's at, hit fourth, five of them this week, and that OT prop was just crazy. But um, game goes OT, and it was a good story with um, – I forget his name. It starts with a G, his last name. Xavier Gibson. Gibson with um, that uh, punt return touchdown. We saw him on Hard Knocks. It was one of the few guys on Hard Knocks that was actually worthwhile. Um, we mm -hmm. saw him, you know, one of the rookies undrafted was on the verge of getting cut and then has a game-winning punt return for a touchdown. So that was a really good story. Um, I will touch quickly on Rodgers. I hate the Packers, but I always didn't mind Rodgers. He was a competitor. Um, I thought he's great for the game of football. Four-time MVP. He's going to go into the Hall of Fame. I just hate seeing and seeing a guy end his season like that and it very well could be his career I just I don't wish that upon anyone even a Packer um so I hope he gets better I 
hope he comes back. I just, I really can't see him coming back. Um, it seemed like it was like pulling teeth to get him to play this year. And I, I just, I don't think it's going to happen next year, which sucks for football. I mean, yeah, I, we, we talked about it with, you know, really this, this year, last year, and the year before, we're seeing all of our childhood quarterbacks go away. There's really none of them mm-hmm. left. And Aaron Rodgers is one of the last ones. We still have Stafford, but Stafford was 2009. Rodgers is what, 2005? Um, yeah. So it's 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 disappointing. And uh, before we go into this week, I will bring up, we did have a squad ride on Buffalo. Lost. Terrible. No excuses. <laughs> so squad ride for Better and Green is currently 0-1, but we'll get it back this week. Any last thoughts? Uh, I know I just talked for a while there, but any last thoughts before we get into week two? Yeah, I'll just say for the record, uh, I've – Immediately when Rodgers went down, started uh, not liking Buffalo as much just because of the whole injured player thing. You know, they've Buffalo prepped for two months probably to play Aaron Rodgers and then four plays in, they get Zach Wilson. So um, I wasn't actually shocked that the Jets came back and pulled that win out. I was nervous from the jump once Aaron Rodgers went down, felt our squad ride was in danger. Um, Ultimately, it was so. Uh, yeah, we'll see how the Jets do this week with Zach Wilson now that uh, the Cowboys uh, get to prep for him. But We'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, I will say one last thing before we get into week two. Make sure you take advantage of those up by seven, up by 10 promos on DraftKings. I had bills up by 10. They obviously were up by 10 at half, 13 to three. Cash that. And then the, uh, you know, the Jets ultimately won the game. So sportsbooks are losing some money on those. I know they're only like a max 50 bucks, um, but there is one this Thursday. It's up by seven in that uh, Vikings-Eagles game. So make sure you go over to DraftKings and check out those promos. They're fun. Um, so I got lucky with that one. And I, I know a lot of people got lucky um, on other games this weekend with those up 10 or up early bets um, on the money line over on DraftKings. So make sure you take advantage of those. But getting into week two, we have our first game on Thursday, the Vikings versus the Eagles. The Vikings are currently sitting as a six and a half point underdog at Philadelphia. The over under is sitting at 48 and a half. I will mention one thing before I kick it to you, Ethan. This was a pretty uh, big game last year where the hopes were pretty high on the Vikings after crushing their week one opponent. And then they go over to Philly and get slaughtered uh, 24-7 to um, last year in week two. So same kind of matchup. However, the kind of the Vikings have kind of reversed. They lost game one. Um, so now they're going on to game two. But important to note, last year, 24-7. Philadelphia dismantled the Vikings. But uh, what are your thoughts on this game? What do you like um, and your predictions? Yeah. Uh, Well, you saved me a lot of words there because I was going to bring up the exact same week two matchup last year um, in Philly as well. So, uh, yeah, very similar matchup like you just said. Um, Yeah, not impressed with either of these teams week one. Um, Like I said, I know this is overreaction week, so you have to take everything with a grain of salt. Philly's going to be fine. Uh, Minnesota, I mean, they moved the ball, uh, couldn't get it in the end zone. So I think they'll be okay offensively. Um, but obviously last year they're frauds. They won like, I don't know, 11 to no in one score games. Um, we can go on and on about Minnesota from last year. So, I mean, they're due to regress. Uh, I don't think it's that surprising that they lost, uh, Tampa. Um, but it does look like money is coming in on Minnesota. I think this opened at uh, Philly minus eight. It's now minus six and a half for Philly. I can't agree with that. I would lay six and a half with Philly. Uh, my favorite way to look at this would be in a teaser, just get them down to minus 0.5, get them to win the game outright. I think they win. Um, or just a 
money line parlay if you take them with somebody else. I think Philly wins this game at home Thursday night. Uh, Minnesota has to travel on a short week. Never like playing on that. Um, I think my best bet, and it's kind of weird for me, but I like the over 49. I think both offenses uh, can put up some points. Uh, Philly's defense, you know, on paper, really good, but New England didn't struggle to move the ball against them. Uh, Minnesota's defense is pretty suspect. I mean, Tampa just put up, what, 20 points on them or something, somewhere in that range? 20 and 17, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I like the over in this game, like Philly and teasers. Um, And you just brought up the up seven promo. I would tread with caution on Minnesota on this one. I think that's where everyone's going to lay it because there's no value on Philly. Um, I would proceed with caution personally. Uh, I think you have to get lucky. You have them get the ball first and score immediately. Um, but, yeah, I, I like Philly in this one. Well, we were in lockstep a lot week one. Uh, I will bring up you had a great record both on the show and um, on your Twitter. So make sure you do check out Ethan um, on Twitter. His username is right below his uh, his name here on the on the, on the stream. But um, yeah, you had a great week. We were in lockstep. Unfortunately, I did not bet a whole lot of what I actually said, but uh, I am going to disagree with you week two. Uh, as you said, week two, what did you call it again? I never heard that before. Overreaction week. Yeah. I love, I love that. I love that. Um, I, it's kind of how I looked at it this week. Uh, I did all the plays that you thought there's no way they could start. Oh, and two, blah, blah, blah. Um, obviously not for this game, but, uh, I do have Minnesota plus six and a half. I also have Minnesota on the money line in this game. Ooh. Um, so I definitely will be doing that up by seven on Minnesota. It might be a trap, but, um, I think a lot of people, I mean, Minnesota last year, like you said, everyone thought they were frauds. They were frauds. We found that out really quick this year. I think it's just kind of the same story. It's like, Oh, the same old Minnesota, same old Minnesota. I don't think a whole lot of people are thinking they're going to come in and compete with the, with the Eagles this week. Honestly, they shouldn't, but, um, Kirk Chains and JJ looked pretty good last week. Just their defense sucked and the rest of their players sucked. Um, but I think Kirk cousins and, uh, Justin Jefferson can get it done at Philly. So I really like them to cover the six and a half. And I do think uh, um, they will have a chance at this money line. So I will be taking that up seven promo um, Philly or uh, the Vikings on the money line this game. I don't have a play on the over under. I would agree with you with the uh, over of 48 and a half. As we progress through more of the games this week, you're going to see a lot of the totals are super, super low. Um, so this is one of the games I would recommend probably sprinkling the over. I could see some offense. Um but yeah, I do like uh, I do like the Vikings, and I'm probably going to be crazy for that. But uh, I think the Vikings is one of my favorite plays of the week. Interesting. So we will see. We will see. Head, head to head, right off the jump. I head like to it. head, right off the jump. Yes, uh, we do. Um, by the way, we didn't even bring up Ben. Baby's born. Everyone's good. We brought this up on the live. Um, he will be back, I believe, shortly next week. Uh, I am absent next week with a wedding. I think Ben will be filling in. But Ben will have a wrap. Um, for us because of his uh, Kansas City Chiefs loss against our Detroit Lions. So look forward to a future um, Ben freestyle on the next couple uh, shows, whenever that may be. Uh, Moving on, we're going into the Sunday slate now. We have the Chiefs versus the Jags. Uh, The Chiefs are a three-point favorite at or on the road, sorry. Um, The over-under is at 51. Uh, What are your thoughts? I'll let you go first again here. Yeah, um... You know, it's tough because seeing the Chiefs go down 0-2 uh, would be extremely odd, but I think it could happen here. I like the Jags plus the three. This is playoff revenge spot for Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. Um, obviously got their season ended by the Chiefs in a very close matchup last year. Um, and Kansas City, I mean, 
they have extra time to prep for Jacksonville, but I just don't know if it's going to matter. I think this is just a huge game for Jacksonville. Um, I almost think Jacksonville was even looking ahead a little bit last week um, against the Colts. They kind of thought they could probably just go in, get the win, which they did. They even got the cover um, in a little bit of bullshit fashion, but uh, they did cover. And uh, yeah, I think we're just going to see a good effort from Trevor Lawrence and the Jags. Um, so I would take the plus three at home. Although, you know, like I said, it is tough to see Kansas City going 0-2. So I don't know if I'm going to have a play on the side in this game. Um, I would look at the under 51. Kansas City's offense was not impressive whatsoever against Detroit. Again, overreaction week. Kadarius Toney um, probably has decent value on his receptions prop this week. I don't see him dropping every pass that comes his way. It's probably going to be like two and a half, three and a half catches. So I would look that way for a prop, um, as disgusting as that is. Um, but yeah, and then this game too, it's going to rely a lot on uh, Travis Kelsey's status. I think this probably goes up to four, four and a half in favor of Kansas City if Kelsey is officially in, which I think he should be. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if I can get to the window with this game at all, but would lean under, uh, would lean the Jags, and then uh, probably favorite bet in this game would be that Kadarius Tony over receptions prop. Well, we're not going to disagree on this one. I am with you right there on the Jags. I am going to sprinkle in the Jags on the money line as well. Because of that, um, I briefly say it on an overreaction week. Who's really thinking that the Chiefs are going to start off 0-2? I, there's not a world really that where that happens. But I think the Jags are a really tough opponent, especially at Jacksonville. Getting plus three at points, you got to take that spread. Um, but I think Jacksonville definitely has a legitimate chance at winning this game. So I'll, I think the uh, the money line on Jacksonville could be a solid play there. Um over under again, it's I think it's the highest uh, of the weekend at 51. I would kind of lean the over just because I'm rooting for offense. Because again, these these later games are, are very very boring once we get into them. Uh, I think there's like seven or eight games, maybe even more, 10, 12 games at that 40, 39 mark for over under. So if we get a 51, I might have to sprinkle in that over. But um, yeah, I think the Jags are going to compete at home. I could see them winning it. You said it was going to be revenge from the playoffs. Um, I do like the Kadarius Tony um, idea there. Uh, I did drop him in two of my fantasy leagues. I'm just done with him. I don't want him. I don't like his face. Uh, his face pisses me off, and then he doesn't have any hands. So he's out. But uh, I do. There's no way he can have a worse worse week. So I do like that play. Um, moving on, we talked about this one. Uh, I believe to our our last NFL episode, we briefly. Um, talked about this in the future, but it was the Seattle Detroit game. Um, it is at Detroit. Detroit is a five and a half point favorite over under in this game is at 47 and a half. I'll start this one off. I'm all over Seattle in this game. I got them at plus five and a half. I may even sprinkle Seattle on the money line. Um, Detroit, we're obviously huge Detroit fans. You can see all the Detroit gear and Ethan's uh, window there. I'm not wearing anything at the moment, but big Detroit fan myself. A uh, big win, huge win at Arrowhead against a depleted Kansas City team. Say what you want. I know I got ripped up for talking about the Lions uh, on TikTok. Everyone's saying, oh, they were, you know, injured. And they were, which is true, but it's still a really impressive win to win at Arrowhead. So I'm not saying the Lions win was unimpressive, but um, I think they could have a little bit of a hangover. It is their first game at home, so the Lions will have a lot of big crowd. Um, and Seattle looked terrible week one. So I think uh, everyone's overhyping the Lions a little bit on this week and undermining uh, Seattle because they got destroyed by the Rams. Um, so I think Seattle's going to battle in this game. I don't know if they're going to win. I'm not going to take Seattle on the money line because I'm going to be rooting for Detroit. But plus five and a half in this game for Seattle seems a little too good to be true. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I hate to say it, but uh, 
beautiful spot for Seattle here. Like you said, Detroit couldn't have looked any better Thursday night against Kansas City. Seattle could not have looked any worse in their home opener against the Rams. Um, yeah, major line value here. I think Detroit opened this game or the look ahead line before uh, week one was like Detroit minus two and a half, I want to say. So we're already getting three points of value. I've even seen sixes available. Um, and I think it only goes up from here. So I'm waiting. I will be on Seattle more than likely. Um, I want that plus six, but yeah, I mean, you and I kind of both have been saying all off season Detroit probably starts one and one. Uh, they either beat Kansas city and then have a huge letdown spot with Seattle or they lose to Kansas city come in really focused with extra time for Seattle. So I still kind of stand by that. Um, obviously really hope Detroit comes out and wins this game, which, um, I feel better about it just with some of the quotes going around that locker room, like Dan Campbell um, has had a couple of good ones throughout the weekend, but um, yeah, obviously rooting for Detroit really want them to win, but yeah, plus five and a half plus six, way too many points. Um, I also know the under is getting steamed like crazy, uh, which is tough for me to see last year. This game was like 45 to 42 Seattle, I believe. Um, so I can't have a play in the total. I mean, I guess I would lean with the steam on the under just because I think Detroit's defense is better. Um, the Seattle offense looked completely horrific against LA. Um, but I won't be playing the total. I will probably play Seattle. Um, and yeah, I hope Detroit wins. But uh, also Seattle's kind of had Detroit's, Detroit's number. Uh, I don't remember the last time Detroit beat Seattle, honestly. I know they lost to him in the playoffs. They lost to him 45-42 last year. They lost to them, I think, the year before that or maybe two years before that. Um, so, yeah, I just think, yeah, again, overreaction. Detroit couldn't have looked better. Seattle couldn't have looked worse. We're getting a lot of value. So, unfortunately, love Seattle. Yeah, I think that's probably the play. That is two games in a row now where me and Ethan have agreed. Can we make it three? The next game, one of the games I have no idea what to even think about, the Raiders versus the Bills. The Bills are an eight and a half point favorite at home. The over under in this game is at 46 and a half. Since I don't have any idea, I'm going to send it off to you um, and see what you got on this game. Cause it's my brain is, I can't fathom what's going on in this line and what in this game. Make it three in a row because <laughs> of this game, I literally don't have a clue. Only way I could look is Buffalo in a teaser or in a money line parlay. I think I don't see Buffalo losing this game. Um, but like I said, I mean, for the first time in uh, probably three years, I've really downgraded uh, Buffalo. I just, I don't know what I saw last night was not good. It was, it was was Buffalo in the playoffs. It's, he's, it's a regular season game. You don't need to make 80 yard bombs every single, like just work the ball down the field. I mean, I, I guess I was blind to the fact that like, they really don't have anybody. I mean, like you said, James Cook was okay. He looked good. Um, and I'm a huge Dawson Knox fan, but like, he's not good. Like Dalton Kincaid might end up being good, but right now he's not good. Gabe Davis sucks ass. He had one good playoff game that made him a shit ton of money. Got him a lot of hype, moved him up to a second round fantasy pick last year. And the dude blows like cannot get separation. Um, I think they're missing like a, like Cole Beasley helped out a lot. Uh, I think they're missing a guy like him, but yeah, I, I cannot lay eight and a half with Buffalo. No way, no how. Um, that's disgusting. So I would lean Raiders plus eight and a half. I think Jimmy G's a baller. I think he keeps games close. I think he's a winner. Um, but I don't see Raiders winning this game. No clue what to make of the total. Probably under. Um, but 
I mean, last week Buffalo came out, smoked Tennessee, I think 41 to 10 um, in week two. So I could see something a little bit similar here, just uh, kind of pissed off Buffalo. But until I see something out of Josh Allen other than freaking hero ball every play and only uh, going to Stefan Diggs, yeah, I don't know if I can play Buffalo. Well, three in a row you is correct. Uh, I, I I don't like it, but I would lean the Raiders at plus eight and a half. Um, I mean, the Raiders won week one. They beat the uh, or Broncos. Yep. Um, but Broncos might be the same old Broncos, just like the Vikings are the same old Vikings, just like the Bills are the same old playoff Bills. So there's a lot of a lot of going things going on. One thing that I I am excited for and hopeful for is I believe me and you both have um, Josh Jacobs in a couple of our fantasy leagues. He should have a day um, against his Buffalo. Bill's terrible defense overall, but their run defense, horrendous. I think the gay, I, I know Brees Hall last night had 130 rushing yards on like eight carries. I know Dalvin Cook had like 50, 60 rushing yards. So they gave up what, almost 200 rushing yards in that game. So if, Gore, or if Josh Jacobs doesn't get 100 rushing yards, I'm going to be pissed. But um, I mean, eight and a half seems too, too high. So I think Vegas is a little square to take the eight and a half, but I don't know. I, I can't put money on Buffalo right now. So I don't love that game. It's probably a good stay away game. Um, if you mm-hmm. were to bet that game, I would love a Josh Jacobs, uh, a couple of Josh Jacobs props, I think would be the way to go in that game. But yeah, I would lean the, the Raiders at, uh, at plus eight and a half in that game. Ugly game, ugly game. Uh, next, a big divisional game in uh, a big rematch or not a rematch, um, a big wake up call for the Bengals. Uh, they host um, the Baltimore Ravens at home. Uh, Cincinnati is getting three points in this game. Over under is set at 46 and a half. I'll go because I kind of know what you're going to say in this game. So I'm going to see if we're on the same side for four in a row here. Um, I know you're not a big Cincy guy. Cincy looked really bad week one. I don't know. Well, I guess I did have the Browns. So I was like, I don't know why I didn't predict that, but I did. So I was right on that one. But coming up week two, um, again, what did you call week two? I keep forgetting. Overreaction week. Overreaction week two. So we're overreacting that the Bengals were just really bad week one, and that's just that just doesn't happen. They're going to get back. I don't really see it. I think they're going to struggle once again. They always seem to struggle against Baltimore. So I love um, the Ra- or the Ravens in this game at plus three. Um, also, I really like this under. I know you're probably going to be on the under for a divisional um, rival game. Usually always goes under. But we saw last year um, Baltimore, I think at the playoffs, um, with Huntley, or I, they might have not even have Huntley. It might have been their third string in the playoff, but they barely um, lost to the Bengals, who are loaded. Um, so for whatever reason, the uh, Ravens just really played the Bengals c- close. And I think the the Ravens looked – I mean, they played the Texans last week, so I'm not going to say they looked good, but they looked fine. They got the job done. J.K. Dobbins is out for the year with an Achilles, but, I mean, Dobbins was never really a star running back. Don't – I already see their other guy. I forget his name, but he's getting picked up on every single fantasy league out there. So he'll be fine. Um, Lamar Jackson looked meh, fine. Um, but yeah, the, the Bengals look bad. Are they going to look that bad again? Probably not. But I think the Ravens have a really good chance of winning this game. I'm not going to take the money line, but I will take them on the plus three. Yeah. Uh, it's like we're sharing notes here. Like literally <laughs> words were coming out of your mouth. that I was like, I was going to say that word for word. Yeah, we're in lockstep, plus three, under 46 and a half, like them both. Um, here's my one concern with Baltimore. They're already banged up on the year, yeah. which is just like a broken record. I mean, these guys cannot do last great. Year. Yeah. I think they're down two offensive linemen already, a couple of defensive backs. 
Uh, Dobbins, obviously, which I don't care. Running backs are replaceable. Um, dime a dozen. But still like Baltimore. Uh, like you said, too, and listeners of the show know, I'm a big fade Cincinnati guy, was all of last year. I think this is the year. I think books are really going to struggle to price Cincinnati correctly. I think Cincinnati uh, is going to way underachieve uh, this year. Like I could see him winning nine games, being like a nine and eight team, uh, s- struggling to make a wild card game. Uh, their offensive line is trash. I think uh, this defensive line and pass rush gets to Burrow. Burrow looked helpless with uh, Miles Garrett and company coming after him in Cleveland, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm high in Baltimore. I think Baltimore wins the division. Uh, I think Lamar bounces back, even though it was kind of an ugly week one game for them. But I also think they were kind of looking ahead to Cincinnati already. Uh, Cincinnati clearly was not looking ahead to Baltimore. So, yeah, I like Baltimore plus three, probably money line. Um, like you said, divisional game just automatically has me leaning under 46 and a half. I think that's high. Baltimore was a major under team last year uh, since he just put up three points. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, under Baltimore. Like them both quite a bit. Yeah, so that's four in a row for us. I have a – oh, I don't know. I was going to say I have a feeling we can very well make this 5-0, and but this is a team that uh, I know you're not a big fan of. We have the Chargers traveling to the Titans. Uh, the Chargers are a three-point favorite on the road. The over-under in this game is set at 46. I'll let you go first on this one. Yeah, I – let me preface this. I should have said this at the beginning of the show, but it's Tuesday, uh, so yeah, we do sure. have we do have a long time before uh, these games go live. So a lot of opinions could uh, be altered, changing a little bit. Um, you know, like Wyatt and I both said, we have no clue with the Buffalo game. Come Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we'll probably have more of a clue where we like in that game. But this is kind of similar. Um, I think Tennessee Titans. I mean, we've been harsh on them all year, but I think their defense is somewhat legit. I just don't know if their offense can keep up with the Chargers, uh, honestly. So I guess I would lean the road favorite, uh, which is just so disgusting. Uh, that's a far travel spot for L.A. as well. But I, I think the Chargers are – yeah, I just don't know if Tennessee can keep up with them offensively. So I guess I lean the Chargers. Um, I would lean the under. I just don't think uh, Tennessee can put up the points with L.A. So I could see this being like a, I don't know. 27 to 17 type of game maybe um in favor of la but yeah like i said tuesday a lot of time before this game i'm gonna have to dig deep and uh find some more what i like into this game but nothing as of right now yeah yeah this is one of the uglier games on the list there is however and you just mentioned the the under in this game i think is beautiful 46 is a lot Uh, i know the chargers just put up 34 last week against miami but that was a shootout from the get-go two high-powered offenses just throwing it back. It was like a Pac-12 game, throwing it back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to see that in, in this Tennessee team. This Tennessee team can't throw the ball. They can barely run the ball. I think Derrick Henry had 45 yards, la- or I think he had 60, 60 yards last week. So 46 just seems way too high. So I love the under in that game. Um, but I'm going to agree with you. I think I got to take the Chargers here at minus three. Um, Tennessee gave up a lot of passing yards week one um, to the Saints. I think they gave up 300-plus passing yards Um to Derek Carr. So um, Josh, or sorry. Um, well, Justin Herbert is better, uh, I think, than Derek Carr. So I think he can put up some big numbers. Uh, we all know the wide receivers are better for um, the Chargers than, uh, well, I guess the Saints have Olave and Michael Thomas and Shahid. So we'll call it a wash on the wide receivers. But um, 
and Eckler might be out, which makes the, uh, the under even better. But I do think the Chargers get this done. I think they'll win this game. I think they'll – I'm thinking like a 23-9 to type of game. Uh, I don't even know if Tennessee is going to get in the end zone. But um, I do think the Chargers win this game, and I uh, it's ugly, but um, I love the under in that as well. Uh, one of the closer spreads of the weekend, we have the Packers traveling to Atlanta. The Falcons are a home underdog. They are a one-and-a-half-point underdog to the Packers. Over-under is set at an alarmingly low 40-and-a-half. Uh, I don't have a whole lot on this game. I will mention Jordan Love did better than I thought in week one. Granted, he was playing the Bears. It's not much competition, but he was throwing the ball pretty well, making some pretty good decisions. Um, Aaron Jones looked great. I think he pulled his hammy though i don't know if he's gonna be or maybe what did he pull his hammy or was that a celebration it looked like he pulled his hammy he pulled his hammy but he said uh he wanted to go back in he could have gone back in but coach just shut him down okay so a tweak or uh yeah okay so nothing serious not like a four-week hammy and straight right okay um so yeah with that being said i'll probably take green bay in this game um i really don't like green bay i really despise jordan love but uh yeah i mean i I guess i'll take them over desmond ritter and Bijan and algier i did pick up algier on fantasy i got that off the waivers super happy about that but i think green bay will win this game uh over under wise 40 and a half i honestly would just stay away from that from the rest of my life i could see this game being 2021 or something like that so I think it's going to be really close to that. I don't have a side either way. Uh, I guess I would probably lean the over just because I like betting overs more than unders, but I I probably would just stay away from that in general. Um, and I probably would just stay away from the spread, honestly. I would just take the, the money line on either team. Uh, I think this is going to be a one-point game, um, but I think the Packers uh, get it done on the road. So we finally will disagree once again. Uh, it was bound to happen, but this game is also tough for me. I, I'm not in love with Atlanta, but um... – I am pretty high on Green Bay and Atlanta this year. I I kind of bitched out on futures. I just kind of kept putting them off, putting them off, putting them off. Next thing I know, it was 15 minutes before kickoff. I was scrambling. <laughs> Didn't want to, like, throw out 10 different futures. Uh, just scramble brain. So I was like, you know what? I'll just play a lot of them live this year. Uh, hope these teams get caught week one and uh, get some added value after week one. Didn't happen. Green Bay won. Atlanta won. I want the Jets under nine and a half. Obviously, that's long gone now that Rodgers is done. A um, couple couple other ones in there. But uh, anyway, yeah, I was looking at the over win total for both these teams. like them both. But I do like Atlanta at home here. I think uh, I loved Green Bay last week. I thought um, Jordan Love had big shoes to fill after Aaron Rodgers. We own you uh, to Chicago. Love wanted to come in and make it, you know, Love or Rogers didn't own you. The Packers own you type deal. He had all off season to prepare for that one game. Um, so while I'm still high on the Packers, I still thought love was good. I just think this is going to be a bit of a tougher animal for love for his, uh, you know, he has one week to prepare now, just a little bit tougher. So I do like Atlanta. Um, I still think Atlanta wins 10 games, wins that division. I think they're sneaky uh, playoff win team this year. Uh, I think they're just, I think their defense is pretty good. Uh, their offense, I think they have a good running game. They can control the clock um, and just kind of methodically move the football. They're not going to be flashy by any means, which does put me on the under here. Uh, I think exactly that. Atlanta controls the ball, controls the clock. Um, Green Bay just put up a ton of points, but it was against Chicago. Their defense blows. Uh, their whole team blows. 
Um, but yeah, nothing crazy for me right now. Again, Tuesday, I'll probably end up having a play on Atlanta because I do lean that way. But um, yeah, Atlanta, slight lean on the under, but yeah, probably Atlanta is my best bet for that game. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's going to be a, honestly, a one-point game either way. I think it's going to be back and forth, but uh, yeah, I mean, I could see Atlanta at home. I could definitely see that happening. Now, this next game, kind of like the uh, the Raiders-Bills, I don't really know what's going on. We have the yeah. Bears traveling to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is a three-point favorite at home. Over-under is set at 41 and a half. Uh, Tampa Bay is coming off a surprising win. Um, against Minnesota, 20-17, to 17, and the Bears are coming off, as we just mentioned, a terrible loss against the Packers. They lost 30, or 20-38. So um, I'm not really sure how I feel about this game. I want to take the Bucks, but I also know the Bucks are bad, and just because they beat a fraudulent Vikings team who I did bet to on the money line this week against the Eagles, but I don't know. I, am, I, am I crazy for taking the Bears at plus three? Because that's what I have down, and I hate it, but – I think it's a little overreaction to be jumping on Tampa Bay this soon. They still looked terrible for three quarters in that game. Um, and obviously the Bears suck, but I don't know. I, I think I might take the Bears at plus three on the road over under. This has got to be an under game in every definition of an under game I've ever seen. Uh, Tampa Bay doesn't really do much on offense. Chicago can't throw the ball. Uh, so this has got to be an under, but I think I'm crazy. And I, I think I'm going to take the bears at plus three. Hate it. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you quick jumping back to the Atlanta game. I don't think I said this, but I think look ahead line was uh, Atlanta was the favorite. So I think uh, that line flipped just simply because of how good green Bay looked. Uh, similarly, I think Chicago was like a one and a half point favorite uh, look ahead for this game. So yeah, I'm with you. I like Chicago plus three. I actually kind of like it quite a bit. I think they win the game straight up, even though they're dog shit, complete trash. Don't like them whatsoever. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it's an overreaction to Tampa getting that win against Minnesota. Um, however, I love the under or the over. Ooh. And this is super weird. Why? Heavy on an under? I'm heavy on the Yeah, over. what is going on? Very weird. Twilight zone. But this actually might be one of my favorite plays of the week. Um, I was impressed over in this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was impressed with Tampa moving the football. Uh, I liked Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans connection in the second half. I thought they looked, uh, pretty in sync. Um, think Baker can sling it to Godwin and, uh, Kate Otten, Mike Evans, all those guys there. Um, and Chicago kind of showed when they fell behind against green Bay, uh, they were able to move the football up and down the field. Um, and put up points pretty quick. So I know Justin Fields can't really throw, but um, we saw him throw two screen passes in preseason for two touchdowns. Um, I just think they can kind of dink and dunk their way to some points. Uh, I think Tampa can put up another 20 again, um, like they did this past weekend. So I actually do like the over quite a bit um, and definitely would lean Chicago as gross as that is. Well, hell is freezing over. Because <laughs> I said this is the definition of an under game, and I hate betting unders. And Ethan said this is one of his favorite totals going over of the weekend. So all, all hell is breaking loose. But uh, <laughs> um, I honestly will not be touching that over under. But I do think Chicago, I, I probably might um, place a unit there. Um, either the spread or money line, maybe both. Next if I place week, money on Chicago ahead. this week, my hair might be gray. <laughs> so for that reason, I probably won't bet on Chicago this entire year. That would just be... <laughs> The biggest stress of my entire life. Yeah. 
Yeah. Make uh, sure you did. Uh, uh, hopefully you took those Chicago's not to, or the bears not to make the playoffs at minus minus one ninety. Could have got mm-hmm. a free draft guide, but um, maybe next year you can uh, jump on that. But next we have the battle of the two worst teams in the league, probably this year, but definitely last year we have the Colts traveling to the Texans. The Colts are minus one and a half uh, on the road. The over under of this game is 40. Um, now last year, if you remember, the Texans were in a very weird situation. I believe if they lost that game, they would have gotten the overall um, number one uh, pick in the draft. For some reason, the Texans won that game. Uh, I believe they won it 32-31 to 31 in one of the craziest finishes. I think Lovey Smith was still the coach. I think he got fired after that. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, they won. I think it was a screw you to management because they were saying – you're giving up on us. You're not going to get your first overall draft. It doesn't make any sense, but the Texans won that game. Um, so now we have the rematch here. Uh, my favorite play of the weekend is the over in this game. It's at 40, one of the extremely low, but I think it's going to be the same kind of thing as last year. And I know we can't look at last year as what's going to happen this year, but both these teams are going to be terrible. They have nothing to play for even this year. Uh, there's just going to be a lot of offense. We haven't seen CJ Stroud really do anything. Uh, I don't think they scored uh, a touchdown. I know they had nine points. They might have scored uh, and missed an extra point. Yeah, I don't think they scored a touchdown, so he needs to get his first NFL touchdown. Um, Richardson actually looked pretty solid against the Jags. Uh, We talked about the Jags' uh, backdoor covering in that game was pretty gross, but the the Colts looked okay. Um, But I think this is a game where the Texans kind of come into their shell um, get some offense going. And I do think the Jags or sorry, the Colts can, can score as well. So I love this over. Uh, I think it could be, you know, both teams scoring, you know, 24, 27 type of game um, on the side here. I'm going to go with Houston at home. I hate it. Um, but I think uh, Houston at home might be the play here. And like I said, the Colts look pretty solid against the, uh, against the Jags and they just couldn't finish it at the end. But um, I think the the Texans get it done. I think they win the game, and I do think they cover the one and a half. I'm just going to take Texans straight up on the money line. Um, but if you want to be a little safer, you can take them out plus one and a half. And I hate yeah. that as well. <laughs> yeah, gross game. Um, funny that the the books are giving us a forty for the total here. I do believe this team this game tied twenty to twenty in their first matchup last year. Um, I wouldn't touch the over-under with a 10-foot pole. Honestly, I see it very similar to a 2020. I can barely separate these two teams. Rookie quarterbacks, same division, disgusting seasons the last, like, three or four. Um, really tough to differentiate these two. I would lean Texans at home. I'd take them in a teaser plus seven and a half. I don't think the Colts can get separation on the road here. Um, so that'd probably be my favorite way to look at this game. There's actually a lot of teaser legs here um that i like but i got smoked on teasers last year i got smoked week one that was my only loss was that teaser i gave out on the show um that i actually bet that was my only loss so i don't know i'm still debating if i'm gonna do teasers this week or not but um yeah i don't think indy gets separation props i would look at both quarterbacks to throw a pick here uh not sure what you're gonna get on that it's probably not great probably minus 190 somewhere in there so uh, but if you can get a decent price, I think both of them kind of struggle. Um, also, I know Anthony Richardson got hurt at the end of that game, so I don't even know if he's playing. I think he probably is, but he does have a yeah. questionable tag on fantasy. Um, haven't looked into it. Uh, but, yeah, don't really know what to make of this game. Uh, my best advice would be to pass. Yeah, I think Richardson, just, it looked like he just got a hit on the thigh hard. It looked just like a bruise, maybe like a Charlie horse. But uh, yeah, I haven't really looked too far into it. If Richardson's not playing, I still 
it's fine because I think Minshew can score. But yeah, I forgot that was a 2020 game, um, week one in, in OT. It would, I mean, I think this game's gonna be super close. It would be maybe an OT sprinkle again, maybe. I mean, every time I see me sprinkle those, they don't hit, but whatever. <laughs> um, next, San Fran traveling to uh, their interdivision rival with the Rams. Uh, San Fran is a minus eight point favorite on the road. Over under this game set at 44 and a half. I'll let you take this one first. Seems like the definition of an overreaction week um, in regards to sports betting or a sports yeah. betting. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i shocked this line is this high. I think it opened six and a half, too, and it's been driven up uh, by sharp money in San Francisco's direction. Uh, I can't agree with it. I like L.A. This is always a tough matchup. Um, this seems to always come down to a one score. Uh, L.A. at home, too. Yeah, I would take L.A. plus seven and a half. Uh, I would try to get that eight that was out there. Um, I'm sure there are still a few dangling around, but, yeah, I uh, – LA, probably my favorite bet as of right now for this weekend. Uh, I think the Rams stick around. LA was another team I was high on. I was looking at their win total over. Kind of got scared off of that uh, with the Cooper Cup news, uh, but still did come back. I know you and I both had the Rams this past weekend. That was no sweat. Super easy. Um, Yeah, I mean, Stafford and Donald are just too good. Um, You know, the other positions can kind of fill in. Their O-line is decent enough, I think. Um, so yeah, I like the Rams to keep this close. I think it's probably a four point game. Wouldn't actually be that shocked if the Rams won this game outright. They probably don't, but, um, I mean, I think they could enough. That's scaring me off of a teaser on, uh, San Fran, getting them down to minus one and a half, but yeah, I would look for uh Rams and then probably the under, if I'm looking at the Rams, I think I have to go under here cause they aren't going to go into a shootout with, uh, San Fran and cover that. So lean under, but love the Rams. Yeah, we're we're very in lockstep here. I think we've only disagreed on two games so far. Um, not disagree on this one. I have the Rams as well. Uh, plus eight still alive. I'm seeing on DraftKings, uh, but again, I don't know how long that's going to last. But yeah, it seems like a very big overreaction. Again, we forgot the Rams won Week One. I know the 49ers blew the Steelers out of the water. I think the Steelers were overhyped. I didn't understand the hype, but the hype around the Steelers made me believe in the Steel in the Steelers. Which I we could talk about that all day, but. 49ers blew them out of the water. They look great. But the Rams also won. And I know they beat Seattle, but Seattle's a division rival. Seattle had a solid year last year. Um, I am pretty down on Seattle this year, but that doesn't matter. But it just seemed why don't I eight points to San Fran in this game? And San Fran's offense is not built to score 40 points. San Fran just, I mean, they have a solid defense, a great defense, one of the best defenses in the league. But their offense with Brock Purdy is not gonna just score 40 points a game. Um so I think the Rams can stay in this. I agree with the under. I think the under is going to be the play. But plus eight in a game that I'm thinking is going to be, you know, 17 to 13, 20 to 13 maybe, maybe like 24. Like this is going to be a lower scoring game, and eight points is just way too many. So I love the Rams. I'm right there with you. One of my favorite plays. Um, and then just the divisional under, you got to take it. I will note San Fran's run defense, phenomenal. I think they're the best in the league. Obviously, it's just week one. But uh, the Rams don't run the ball. They don't care. Stafford, they just chuck the ball deep. I think Stafford had 330 yards in week one. Um, so, and, and the San Fran um, secondary, meh, they're fine. They're just, they're not great. They're they're fine. Um, but their run D is really big, but that doesn't really matter because the Rams really don't run the ball a whole lot anymore. They, they don't have the running backs that they used to have. Like Cam Akers is not the savior at running back. So um, love the Rams in that play. So I'm glad we're in, in agreement on that one as well. 
I'll say uh, one more thing yeah, too about um, the Niners putting up so many points against uh, Pittsburgh. Watched that game pretty intently this weekend. Uh, the only reason they scored is because Kenny Pickett couldn't hardly get a first down. Right. Um, that defensive pass rush got to Pickett. He scrambled, um, kind of panicked. It looked like could not pick up a first down. That's not going to happen to Stafford. Stafford's going to be able to move the football better than what Pickett was, um, which also puts me on the Rams and the under because I think San Fran won't have as many possessions that they had against Pittsburgh um, right. just because I think Stafford's going to be able to, you know, he'll get into some third and six, third and seven, uh, but he'll be able to pick those up a lot better than Pickett was able to. For sure. Yeah, I and he's used agree. to pass rush. Yeah. All right, uh, two disgusting teams from week one. Uh, the Giants are minus five on the road at Arizona, which is pretty much a home game probably for the Giants. The over-under in that game is 40 and a half. Uh, the Giants lost week one 40 to zero against the Cowboys. I saw a stat. I don't quite remember it, but um, they were the first team ever to – or sorry, no team has ever done this in a season, and it was allow – or lose 40 to zero or lose by 40 or more um, lose the turnover ratio by three or more uh, throw a pick six, get a field goal block for a touchdown. And uh, I think it's seven plus sacks. seven plus sacks. No team's ever done that in a season combined. They did it in a single game in week one. I think the Cowboys had like 45 points on fantasy. So hats off to all you Cowboys fantasy owners. Uh, it worked out when you got, when you drafted them in the 12th round, like an idiot, but it worked out. Um, but yeah, giants are in shambles. The The Cardinals are fine. I mean, they're, they're not good. They hung with the commanders, the Redskins. Um, but that's not saying much. They were terrible. The one thing I really liked about Arizona is they had six sacks in that game. I don't know if that's good for, or if that's saying that Arizona's D D line's great or that Washington's O line is just horrendous, but six sacks is pretty impressive in a game. So unless you're the Cowboys and have seven, but the Cowboys, we all know, is, has a great D-line and linebackers. But with that being said, I love Arizona plus five at home here. It sounds crazy that I'm taking Arizona. I know it's kind of a look-ahead spot, kind of going against – so not a look-ahead spot, an overreaction spot, um, thinking that the Giants are just like, so bad. It was a bad game for the Giants, I admit, but it was also a downpour rain. A lot There's a lot of things going on. I think the Giants are a better team than what they look like on um, Sunday night. But I still think the Cardinals at plus five, even though they don't have anyone at their home stands, I like them in this game. I could see them winning outright in this game. And more importantly, though, the under in this game is juicy, and I absolutely love it. With the Cardinals defense, hopefully they can get a couple of sacks. We all know the Giants O-line gives up a bunch of sacks. Um, the Giants can't throw the ball. They can run the ball pretty solid. I don't think the Cardinals can really throw the ball. So I, I love this under. It's at 40 and a half. I don't think it's going to get much past 30 in this game. So love the under, but ultimately I would take Cardinals plus five. Yeah, we, uh, this is the puke in the mouth game of the week. Absolutely. <laughs> the game sucks. It's disgusting. Wouldn't bet it with your money. Um, but I'm, I'm going to take the Giants minus five and a half. Uh, I think the Cardinals had success against Washington because they had um, a quarterback playing with very little film on him, if any. He wasn't a rookie, was he? Was it Josh Dobbs? Dobbs, yeah. He's not a rookie, right? No, he's like third or fourth year, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, Maybe even older than that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think Washington spent most offseason preparing for Colt McCoy, and then obviously he got cut like, I don't know, 10 days before opening kickoff. So, um, yeah, I thought 
I think that's kind of why Washington struggled a little bit. I think uh, the Giants are going to be obviously pissed off. They just got blown to pieces um, on a national uh, televised game. Um, yeah, could not have looked any worse. I think, like you said, kind of the overreaction. I think they have good film now on Arizona's team as of week one. Um, actually, the more and more I talk through this, I like the Giants quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> I might actually end up playing them. I'm down on the Giants, but we all know Arizona's going to suck this year. Um, and, yeah, I think the Giants catch them here. I think they win pretty big, but I do like the under as well. don't think Arizona puts up many points. Um, I'm definitely not banking on the Giants putting up a ton of points by any means, but I could see this being like 20-3, to three, somewhere in there, 24-3. to three. Um, So, yeah, I'll take the Giants in that one, but pretty disgusting game. Yeah, not a great one. Not a great one. The next one has received quite a bit of hype since last night. Again, we're recording on Monday or on Tuesday. So since Monday night's game, the Jets are playing the Cowboys, traveling to Dallas. Uh, the Cowboys are a nine and a half point favorite at home. The over/under in this game set at forty on the dot from this when I checked. Um, from from that giant or from that Jets game, what the what we're seeing is. Um, Jets offensive line is terrible. I think Aaron Rodgers, again, he was in for, what, four plays? I think two of those plays were sacks. It wasn't good. And then we saw Zach Wilson just running for his life a majority of this game. With that being said, we also saw Dallas's. we just talked about, their D-line just destroying the Giants last week. Seven sacks. Absolutely had a field day. Micah Parsons might be the best player in the NFL. Um, absolute field day. So I think a lot of people are seeing both of those things, seeing the Jets' poor O-line, the, Cow- the Cowboys' unreal defensive line, and think of the Cowboys are going to dominate this game. I would have to agree. I would definitely lean on the, the Cowboys minus nine and a half. I'm not going to probably take that, but that's where I'd lean on the side. I do, however, really like this under at 40. Um, Dallas scored uh, a couple, I think, how many? Do they have two touchdowns on defense against the Giants? Yep. So Dallas had two defensive touchdowns. Um, the Jets really didn't do a whole lot on offense. Josh Allen handed them that game. Um so with that being said, like Dak wasn't super impressive. Pollard had two touchdowns, but not a whole lot of yards. So Cowboys offense wasn't super impressive. The Jets offense wasn't super impressive. Obviously great defense, honestly, from both teams. Um, so I love this under at 40. I I think this is going to be a pretty low scoring game. I do think Dallas wins it. That It's pretty gross taking them at minus freaking nine and a half. That's disgusting in an NFL game with two competitive teams. But um, I think Dallas, like, wins this like 13 to three type of game type of fashion here, right on the border of that nine and a half spread. But the under should just flow like money in this game, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of crazy game. Like I said, I need Dallas to win. I have the over nine and a half, my biggest play uh, future play of the year. I was loving that uh, Sunday night game. I had those two parlays that you know about um, came down to Dallas money line and the under and then, uh, obviously the win total. So yeah, absolutely. was loving that game with Dallas uh, on Sunday night. Um, and then last night when Rogers went down, I could almost guarantee you the front seven group chat for Dallas, their phones were lighting up like a Christmas Damn. tree. Those guys were probably hyped to get Zach Wilson uh, in that pretty lackluster Jets O-line. Um, but I actually love the Jets plus nine and a half. Um, I kept going back and forth in my head last night. I was trying to think like, is this injured player theory worthy? because they have plenty of film on Wilson. Uh, he's been the starter there before. Um, he basically started last night, you know, all but four plays. So 
it's not like a true injured player game that I like to play on, but um, yeah, I think after that emotional win last night, I think that kind of puts some wind back in the Jets' sails just a bit. I think it's like, okay, we got it done against Buffalo. Like, we can do this. We still can get this done. We still have a lot of good pieces here. So I think they played really hard for Zach Wilson. Um, both defenses are super legit, so I couldn't agree more with the under. Absolutely love it. Um, yeah, I could see a lot of sacks in this game. Like you said, Dak didn't play well. He was my fantasy quarterback. He had six points for me. So that is an understatement. He barely did anything because <laughs> he didn't have to. Um, but yeah, I see this being a very low scoring, ugly game. Uh, 20 to 13 Dallas is kind of the way I'm seeing this. Would love if it finished that way. Um, but yeah, I really like the Jets plus nine and a half. Really like the under two of my favorite plays. Yeah. Uh, it's again, it's a lot of points to take Dallas at nine and a half. So I don't love it, but we'll see. Uh, a very boring game. Uh, the Commanders against the Broncos. The Broncos are home. The Broncos are three and a half point favorite. Over under sitting at a whopping thirty nine points in this game. Uh, I'll let you go first since I did went first the last couple of times. Uh, but first of all. Broncos are the same, and the Commanders are terrible. That's all I'll say. I was really hoping the Broncos were going to be better, but I don't know why because I freaking hate Russell Wilson, so I love that the Broncos still suck. But I'm interested to see what you got in this game. Yeah, um, I'm going to keep this one short. I know uh, we tend to ramble on. These videos get pretty long. So this game I don't have a huge opinion on, so I'll I'll keep it short and sweet. But um. You know, I'd like to say Denver wins, but I will never lay money on Denver until they prove me wrong uh, with Russell Wilson at the helm. Um, or sorry, I'm never laying points with Denver. That's what I meant to say there. But um, So I guess I would lean Washington plus the three and a half, but definitely I'm not surprised if Denver covers this spread um, and wins this game. Would lean under because uh, Denver was a dead nuts under team last year. Washington, not impressive at all offensively either. So yeah, lean under. Uh, would take the points of the commanders, but would not touch that side whatsoever. This could also be the puke in the mouth game because this one's maybe even grosser, actually. I actually talked myself into loving the Giants. So, yeah, flip the – this is the gross one. No idea. Tuesday yeah. night, no idea. <laughs> Tuesday night. I literally have an all-caps barf on my screen – or on my paper on this game, but completely agreed with both of your bets. Washington plus three and a half is disgusting, but I think it's going to be a super low-scoring game, which is why I love the under. I think it's going to be like – 10 13 uh broncos so disgusting game if you're watching that game hats off to you because i will not be <laughs> touching it and i doubt i'll see it on red zone because those teams are not even come close to the goal line at all so <laughs> you're gonna forget that game even happened but yeah i'm glad we could do that one quick um the sunday night game uh the dolphins are traveling to the patriots um the patriots are two and a half point underdog uh at home over under set at 46 and a half what are your thoughts on this one Pretty disgusting. I like the Patriots at home plus two and a half. I like the under, uh, which I hate taking unders in Dolphins games, but I think Bill Belichick, I just still give him so much defensive credit uh, with the Patriots, which was kind of my reasoning for liking the Patriots last week, even though they didn't get the cover, should have, didn't. Um, that game was kind of lower scoring. I think it landed right at 45, and I think that was the over-under, so a push on the total. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I still – I think um, – Bill Belichick finds a way to kind of slow down. No one's going to stop this offense, but I think Belichick can find a way to slow it down. Um, you know, he's going to put the ball in his offense's hands, and they're going to have seven, eight-minute drives, just pounding the ball, short dump downs from Mac Jones. 
um, keeping the ball out of Tua's hands and uh, Tyreek and Jalen and all that speed on offense. So really like the under. Um, again, I maybe one of my favorite plays of the week. I feel like I keep saying that, but love the under here. Also primetime. I'm drawn to primetime unders, divisional unders. Um, and then, yeah, Patriots plus two and a half. I think they let that one get away from them against Philly. Um, Miami's defense was kind of trash. They gave up a shit ton of points. Um, Chargers moved the ball pretty much with ease. So I would lean New England, but love that under for sure. And then uh, props I would look at. If you can get Tyree Kill, longest reception under like 45, 50 yards, I think it's worth a shot. Uh, it's terrifying. Uh, it's terrifying, but like, yeah, I just, I mean, every catch he has, I feel like is over, yeah. uh, you know, a shit ton of yards. So I would lay overs on him. I bet you it's going to be low 40s, 41 and a half, maybe. Um, I'd take a shot on the over on that. I think he could get a deep one, which sucks for the under, but, um, yeah, maybe take a stab, a little sprinkle on Tyreek Hill, longest reception over, depending on what's set at, and then love the under. Might lock that in tonight. Yeah, uh, literally lockstep. Um, New England plus two and a half is disgusting, but I think that's the right side. Um, it should have won last week. We talked about it uh, against the Eagles, but I think it is the right side here. I, I will be probably sprinkling New England on the money line as well, um, but love the under in this game. I think 46 and a half is too high, and I think that's because of what Miami did in week one. We have to remember Miami did that to the Chargers. We all know the Chargers, the secondary of the Chargers is terrible, but the overall defense of the Chargers might be the worst in the in the, um, in the the league. So, um, and New England, as you said, Belichick always finds a way. He is a defensive coach. He's defensive-minded. He has a major say what goes on defensively um, on that team. So I think they'll find a way to slow him down. You can't slow him, uh, Dolphins all the way down, but they'll find a way to slow him down. But And like you said, the biggest way that they're going to combat that the combat the Dolphins offense is really long drives for themselves. So just keep them off the field. So love the under a lot. Um, but I do like New England plus two. Oh, I don't like New England plus two and a half, but I think that has to be the play. Um, so yeah, really like that under as well. So I'm glad we agree on that one. We have two Monday night games. I'm not really sure why. I don't understand. Do you know why? Is there a reason? I don't know why, but it's this Monday and the following Monday. Really? I assume it's just because bye weeks don't start yet. Um, Because, you know, usually there's like, I think the first Monday typically has two Monday night games. Um, I don't know why they didn't week one and now they are week two and week three. Um, But yeah, I assume it's just because there's 16 games being played. Maybe just more airtime. I'm not really sure. Yeah, that's true. I was wondering why there were so many games at four o'clock. Uh, last week on Saturday, there's usually like three games at four. There's, I think there's five going on. I was like, oh, this is kind of crazy. But yeah, that makes sense. There's no buys. So um, yeah, totally makes sense. But the first game, uh, I believe it is the first game. I think it's at seven Eastern time. Uh, the Saints Panthers. The Panthers are at home, but they are a three and a half point underdog in this game. Over under this game is set at 40. I'll go first here. This is, in my opinion, the lesser of the two Monday night games. Not really excited for this one. Um, the Saints squeaked by week one uh, against Tennessee and then Atlanta kind of looked terrible against or Carolina looked kind of terrible against Atlanta. So no surprise here. Like uh, we've said, it, I think the last five or six games, but I do like the under in this game, Atlanta or Carolina literally, I don't think has, a, has an offense. They can't do a whole lot. Um, Bryce Young, I'm still not impressed with. I still don't, don't really think he has a lot of help, but I also don't think he's that good of a quarterback right now. He's super young. Um, so I, I just don't love 
Carolina to do anything offensively. And then the Saints, I was very disappointed in the Saints. A 16 to 15 win. Like they get I know it was against Tennessee. It's a actually it's not a tough team. So I was a little disappointed in the Saints because I kind of wanted to be high on Derek Carr this year. Was not very high um on that game. So I like the under in this. Um and then I hate it, but kind of like the Patriots game, I think it's the right side. And I think I got to take Carolina at plus three and a half. It's, I think the Saints at minus three and a half is too easy, but the Saints just looked bland um, on week one. So I just don't really trust the Saints. Oh, I obviously don't really trust the Panthers offense, but three and a half point favorite in a game that I think is going to be extremely low scoring. I think the, I think the Carolina Panthers just can lose by three points. So um, hate it, but I think it's the right side. Yeah, completely agree on the under. Don't see a world where this goes over 40 points. Um, we'll definitely be playing that. Hope it somehow goes up. I don't know who the hell would bet the over. Um, but hoping I can get a little bit higher, 41, 41 and a half. Um, I'm going to lean New Orleans minus three. I simply think they're the way better team. Typically, my wheelhouse is divisional home dogs in primetime. Um, but I cannot get there with Carolina. I think Carolina's dog shit. I think they're down in the cellar with uh, Arizona, Houston, Indy. I think all those teams are equally trash. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if Carolina's the worst team in the NFL this year, record-wise, get the first overall pick. I think they're really bad. They look um, terrible on offense. Terrible. Just, oh, man. I, who are their wide receiver? Adam Thielen is their wide receiver one. Like, <laughs> Is he actually? I, yeah, I just picked up Hurst because he, yeah. he got like seven or eight targets. But, yeah, he's their wide receiver one, and Mims is their wide receiver two. Yeah, they do have DJ Chark, who I know. Oh yeah, and Chark, Chark, I forgot. Chark yeah. was probably, but even Chark, like he's, he's like know. what? Letters here four for Detroit, three, yeah. four. Yeah, and then I mean they got Miles Sanders, which is fine. Chubba Hubbard, but oh, it's like uh it's like that Rudolph movie, The Island of Misfit Toys. It's yeah. just like all these guys that were like decent on their teams, like kind of aging. Like, oh, let's let's all put a bunch of third string wide receivers on the same team and make one of them yeah. the first, like. Yeah, with one shiny toy and Bryce Young, and see how we go. <laughs> I, I, I think Carolina's dead nuts under team this year. I think you can make a lot of money betting Carolina unders. Um, probably make a lot of money fading Carolina as well. I don't think they're good. Um, and I think New Orleans is decent. I think they're eight, nine, ten win football team. Um, so yeah, I mean, I won't be playing. I just cannot get myself to lay points on the road divisional primetime game. But that is my lean. Love the under. All right, in the final game of the weekend, the final Monday night game um, of the two, we have an interdivision rival. We have the Cleveland Browns are minus two on the road um, against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The over-under in this game is at 39 and a half. I'm going to let you go first. I was very high on Pittsburgh last week. I just don't know if I can get them back. So I'm interested to see what you got here. Absolutely love this game. Um, really? Wow. Love it. I love that we have Bengals, Ravens, Browns, Steelers. I love AFC North matchups. Um, yeah, really pumped to watch both of those this weekend. But love the Steelers. Steelers could not have looked any worse against San Francisco. Cleveland could not have looked any better against Cincinnati. Uh, big time overreaction. Think Pittsburgh look ahead line was the favorite in this game, as they should be at home. Love Pittsburgh. They're winning this game. Uh, take it to the bank. Really like them. Plus two, I'll be safe. But money line them, they're winning that football game. Uh, under 39 and a half, you have, in my opinion, still two of the best defenses. Obviously, Cleveland held uh, Cincy to only three points. Um, Pittsburgh let the Niners put up 37 on them. 
or somewhere in yeah, there. 37. But like I said, I mean, I think. yeah, that pass rush, which Cleveland has a pass rush pretty similar to San Fran, but um, yeah, I mean, I think Pickett will play better. I think uh, a divisional game, he'll be a little bit more familiarized with this defense. Not sure if he played him last year. I'm sure he did. Um, I know he came in kind of late into the season, but um, yeah, I absolutely love Pittsburgh in this game. Um, like the under quite a bit too. Yeah. Well, I, I had Pittsburgh written down um, at plus two. So it looks like that's what I was doing. I was kind of hoping you're going to convince me off of it because they screwed me last week and Cleveland won me money, money last week. So um, I guess, I guess I got to trust my gut. Pittsburgh plus two was disgusting, but I think it's the right play again. I think it's the right play. So I'll take that over under. I guess I would dabble with the – I'm not going to have money on it, but I, I guess I would dabble on the under in this game. Don't like it nearly as much as the um, Carolina under. But uh, I think the under is probably the smart move. But, yeah, it's got to be Pittsburgh. I hate it, and Pittsburgh might be the new team that just ruins me this year, but uh, I think it's the right play. I think it's the right play. I hate it. <laughs> as kind of gross as these three – primetime games are Sunday night and the two Monday nights. I kind of love all of them. I have very strong opinions on all of them. So yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement with two of the three. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right. So out of all of that, do we want to give our picks first or do you want to give our squad ride first? I think we do squad ride just so we don't give it with our picks. Okay. What I know we are pretty locked up with new England um obviously we're, we're i mean we are locked up in all these games uh mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. the one i mentally noted that i thought we were both pretty passionate about was um the rams the rams plus eight i love it i love it i don't have it as one of my plays so that works okay yeah Rams plus eight okay. yeah we'll, we'll say it's plus eight according to tuesday 9 12 7 15 p.m eastern time on DraftKings. The Rams are sitting at plus eight at minus 112. So that's the line we're getting. Okay. That Perfect. is terrifying going against the Niners, but I like it. Yeah, I love it. All right. You want to get into our big three? Let's do it. Do you want to start or do you want me? I'm going to let you start. I'm kind of going off the cuff here. Okay. Okay. I am. I'm going to go to my bread and butter here. Um, I'm going to take the over in the Colts-Texans at 40. It was my favorite total of the weekend. Um, I understand it was tied last year, and uh, in the final game of the season last year as well, it went way over. So it's probably um, – whatever. I love it. I love this game going over. I think it. I think the Texans wake up. I think the Colts wake up. It's a great game for both these rookie quarterbacks to get some confidence. So I love the over of 40 in that game. Okay. I will give out – or were you going to run through all three? Or oh, shoot. Yeah, I can't do all three. Sorry. Okay. forgot that's how we do it. Um, Moving on. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm going to edit this out for a second. I'm going to take the Miami Patriots – or, sorry, Miami Dolphins, New England Patriots under 46 and a half. And then for my third and final play – Let's do a spread. I'm going to do Seattle plus five and a half. Ooh. And that's, uh, that's a big three. Yeah. Detroit will still win, hopefully. 
root for Detroit on the money line, but uh, I think Seattle's going to cover this game. Yep. I agree. Yeah, the only one I disagree with you with is that over there. Um, but I don't have the balls yeah. about the under. So. I'm pretty passionate about it. I don't know why. It's, it already locked it in, actually, right before the show. But okay. uh, 55 bucks to win 50 on it. So we'll see. We'll see. Okay. I love it. I don't know why. It's just it's, – it's singing to me. This could be Wyatt's first uh, winning bet with a ring on that finger. That's true. That is true. I hopefully will be Thanks, cashing dude. Michigan spread on the night, but true. we'll see. True. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, true. There's a lot of degenerate special college football after you get that ring. So yeah. I'm sure you'll cast something <laughs> before this game. But um, I wanted to be different from you in these three picks, but I'm so damn passionate about that Sunday night under New England, okay. Miami. That's fine. Love it. Have to put it down. Um, and as much as I do want to lock that in right now, public loves playing the overs in primetime games. So I am going to wait. Uh, I think. Maybe that can move up. I don't know. It's probably going to stay right around 46 and a half. Probably doesn't move much, but I'll take a shot at waiting there. Um, next one I'm going to do is Pittsburgh money line. Nah, not enough. The odds aren't good enough. It's minus 110 for a plus two, plus 105 for money line. So I'll give out the plus two. Okay. I think it's a low scoring, closer game. So I'll just play it safe. Um, but yeah, I think Pittsburgh wins that game outright. Um, so there's two primetime games there. Let's get in on a little daytime action. <sighs> two gross ones looking at both New York teams. And I'm going to give out the Giants minus five and a half. Ooh, I was going to say, <laughs> I thought you were going to go with the Jets. Yeah, that's absolutely okay. disgusting. But right. I'm what? seeing one second. I just refreshed. Yeah, five and a half. You're right. All right. I love gross. it. Gross, gross. I did have Arizona in that game, but I, I really regret that. But I'm going to go with my gut. Well, you stayed yeah. hot. Go ahead. Nope. Go ahead. Okay. Well, you stayed hot last – or you were hot last weekend in the NFL. Hoping I, – I mean, we were pretty much in lockstep here on, on a majority of these plays. So if I just bet what I just said, obviously that's hard to do because it's Tuesday – um, by the time we record this, I, thoughts change come Sunday. But as of right now, it seems like we're in lockstep. So hopefully I can get a little bit of your hot streak going onto my betting because that would be much appreciated and much needed. But, um, yeah, I'm looking super forward to week two. Overreaction week, I love the name you gave it there. I think we talked about that a lot in the show. So um, great name. Uh, I've never heard that before, but that's beautiful. Um, so I, I'm very excited for this week. This week of, uh, of the NFL. Um, so this is my last episode for the next week. I will be back probably, I think, next Monday or two Mondays from now. So yep. uh, I am getting married uh, and then going on a honeymoon. So I will be back and then um, that after that. But Ben should be in here for the, the week while I am away. So um, I look forward to watching. I'll probably jump on a couple of lives out there. I know it's a six-hour time difference. So. Um, but I, I look forward to watching. I know you guys will, will hold the fourth down, but uh, yeah, I'm super excited for, for the NFL this week. Super excited to get married. Let's not forget that. Um, but yeah, hopefully we can have a big week um, in the NFL. Yeah. Um, first off, congrats. I think this is probably the last time I'll be seeing you before uh, you are officially married. So congratulations, have fun, safe travels, all of that. Um, and yeah, once Wyatt's back, I think Ben's back. We have the three of us back for good. 
um, or for the foreseeable future at least. So, um, yeah, can't wait for that. But, um, yeah, also, like you said, not trying to toot my own horn too much here, but um, like I said, I did have a really good week one. Uh, went eight and one, hit a couple of big parlays. Um, last year, I went, I think, eight and oh, I believe, in week one. Um, so I'm running like a 16-1 um, hot hand on week one. I did go 4-0 last year, week two. Um, and just historically, I have been really good betting week one and week two of the NFL. So, um, again, not really trying to toot my own horn. I just want to help other people make money. I think uh, these two weeks, uh, obviously one of them has gone now, but I think this week is a really good time to just follow um, a couple of my plays here. So um, after that, who knows, at, at week three through uh, 18, 19, whatever there is now, um, hasn't been as steady profit as week one and two, but I think it's uh, a good week to follow some of the plays that I come out with. So follow me on Twitter. I'll tweet out all plays. Was going to get into selling them, but um, I don't know. We're still bowing that over. So for now, they're still free. Get them while you can. Um, and looking forward to another profitable week two NFL. Yeah, I'll definitely have to hop on those because I, I struggled, not going to lie. Week one um, college football, then week two college football, week one the NFL. I struggled a little bit. So um, I probably will be following a couple of those plays. It looks like we're already in agreement for most of them, but I look forward to seeing those tweeted out um, closer to game time. But um, from there, uh, make sure you do follow us on all socials. We're continuing to post uh, blogs every day. I think uh, we Ben just came out with a waiver wire uh, edition for fantasy. So go ahead and check that out on our website. Um, that is bettergreen.com. I probably won't have that many blogs coming out uh, this week and next week, but I will have a couple of videos. Um, so make sure you do check out those, those videos. Um, they will be on our Instagram, uh, TikTok, and maybe they will be over on YouTube shorts as well. So check those out. Um, but we will have a lot of content um, as always with football. Football is king. We want to make sure we, you know, talk about every single game and uh, all the important things. So make sure you check us out on all the um, socials. We look forward to having you guys here and uh, hopefully we can all have a good weekend. Um, that's all I got. You got anything else? That's it for me. Perfect. Well, we'll see you guys on Monday for our live. Make sure you check that out. But uh, have a good weekend and hopefully win your bets. We'll see you guys. See you guys. You better start listening to the Better in Green podcast. You will not regret it. Trust me, trust me, trust me. And hey, I'm Dean Blandino. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Better in Green. To Better in Green. To Better in Green. That's what it's all about. Come on, let's make cash now. We always on spot and we cover old spot from the bottom to the top. Hey, shout out to Ethan, shout out to Wyatt, shout out to Ben. Welcome, welcome to our podcast. Better win green.